Come on in, guys. Matt and Jared back for episode five of Survivor 42. And Jared, I don't know about you, but I think they're continuing their hot streak. As far as I'm concerned, we're four for five right now. Yeah. Well, you said episode five. It seems like more than five to me. It's, I don't know. Like maybe well, the a premiere good was two hours. So technically yeah. there's six, there've been six hours of Survivor. Yeah. I don't know. It seems, it seems like a lot has happened. So I guess that's good. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. Although, Next week, I'm not so excited about, but we'll, <laughs> we'll get to those reasons in a little bit. But I'm a little worried for, for the two-hour block next, next week here. Yeah. Uh, uh, is this um, a little PTSD from the two-hour episode of season 41? It's not just the time turner, the share advantage, if you will. Um, it's that literally everything... Nothing's been used, like advantage-wise. Yeah. So we're jumping ahead a little bit, but all the idols are now active. We'll get to that because I want to get to the stuff that I like before before we start taking a, neg- a negative turn. Uh, so we start at Ika, as always, or as always, you start at the camp who went to Tribal. And Tori hates Roxroy. That's I love how that's basically her story so far, is how much she dislikes this man. Yeah, I love the, uh, I mean, I feel like it's safe to call it an RBF. Um, (laughs) She has one of the best ones I've ever seen. Just always looks angry. Or annoyed. Yeah, Yeah, she, man, she, I don't know if she dislikes everyone because she says she'll play along with the Alliance, the Ika 4 for now but will jump at the first chance just because of Roxroy. She can't feel that good about the, about the other two, if that's the case, Dre and yeah. Romeo. And it's I don't get the li- sense that they're that close anyway, but to say I'll play along with the Alliance, but because of Roxroy, I'll go right away. There's basically nothing holding her to that tribe right now. Yeah, and there's like a little, it kind of reminds me in a way with like Roxroy, not, I mean, yes, he like, does some things that are irritating and like he'll micromanage um but like he doesn't really seem like a bad guy or anything but for her to hate him that much is like michael scott and toby a little bit (laughs) that actually is a very very apt analogy like everything I, I he does that. will make, yeah, everything he does will make her mad, even if it's not like worthy of making you mad. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can see how if someone like that annoys you from the jump and then you're with them 24 hours a day and that's just their personality, I can see where you would really dislike them. But yeah, it doesn't seem in a, you know, in a vacuum that what he's doing is all that bad or annoying. But in this kind of intense situation, every everything is just just elevated. Yeah. Yep. 
But but I hope they both stick around for a long time because we need this kind of rivalry. We need this kind of heat. Although it's kind of one way for now. I don't think he realizes how much <laughs> how much she hates yeah. him. Yeah, that's that's also kind of a fun uh, a fun little twist to throw in there. Yeah, because his social awareness is pretty poor. He even says, "I have a bad social game," and they go, "No, you don't." And you see Tori Mouth. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. Or like, or like, yes, it's bad. Something like that. Just like you're like, yeah, no, your game, your social game sucks. And I should uh-huh. probably agree with that. At least social from the social awareness standpoint, he's kind of got yeah. nothing on that front in Survivor yeah. here, which makes for lots of fun, fun gameplay moments, potentially at least. Uh, sticking with Ika, we finally have the third beware advantage. Drea finds it because of course she does. She finds everything. She now has the amulet, an extra vote, and the beware advantage. Um. So that that's fun when one person has all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, what could go wrong? You can get voted out with all of it. <laughs> but she's rich. She's survivor rich. Same thing. In Except survivor, without yeah. the fire tokens. True. True. That's one one thing we don't need to think about right now is is ha- is adding fire tokens to this game. Let's. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. No, we'll we'll skip over that. Let's move on from there. And so Drea and Romeo realize that Marianne has a Taku advantage since she's done the the bunny rabbit thing, but they have not heard anything from Vati. So they they don't know for sure if if they have it. Although Andrea says maybe the Einsteins at Vati can find their idol, it would make us believe that she they don't think they have it. Um, but then we we see later on from Mike. We'll just jump to Vati then. Um. Are those oh this is this is pre-tribal no um mike is hoping to can or he's considering just not saying the phrase even if the other two tribes phrases are said because then he can get to the merge with a with basically a secret idol and they wouldn't know who to suspect would would have it um kind of a risky play but I kind of like where he's, where he's coming from. If he, if he feels that secure, which is dangerous, obviously, for a few reasons, if he feels that secure, not, not a bad idea to consider. Well, yeah, that it's, it's risky, but in a way, like it's creative. And we've seen six people find these now and then consult also with an additional how many people. And Mike and Daniel are the only two to really come up with this idea. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is interesting that, you know, it's only taken, they were the, the first one to find it that has taken only four basically to come up with a new type of strategy where the other, now one thing I think, I don't know about the, the wording is kind of weird because Andrea's again, it said at the next immunity challenge, you have to say this phrase. And it was the it was worded as you have to, and I can't remember what what Mike's said, but granted, if it said he has to and he didn't, I don't think production's going to step in and say, oh, oh, Mike, 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 you need to uh, do something else to say here to the to the group. Like it'd be hard to step in and make him say it or like punish him somehow for it. Plus, I feel like that's one where they kind of let the gameplay innovate. Also, probably thinking most players are going to say it; they're not going to want to stick around with no vote. And when there's an idol at the end of that end of that no vote tunnel. 
Yeah, I never that never occurred to me where it said you have to say this at the next tribal council. Maybe I didn't read close enough, but I mean it it seems like he had he had been talking about this for a long time. Well, not a long time, but at least before it happened and maybe you'd think that if production knew that he was thinking about this, they'd step in before that moment came and tell him, but I don't know. That's a good, that's a good point. Cause he did say in some confessionals that they were considering not saying it and they could have stepped in and said, no, you have to. And that's a good point. Um, but yeah, I think in something like this, they kind this is a situation where if their intent was to have everyone say it at every tribe or every challenge when, once they have it, they'd probably be okay with, with players innovating or working around it if they can. Um, but then uh, Daniel, also on the camp, Daniel goes fishing, kind of drawing the suspicion of the of the tribe as he's been sitting out of all the physical and swimming challenges and then goes literal spearfishing on his own out in the ocean. So not sure what he was thinking there, if he was at all, but not the kind of attention you want to draw to yourself. Well, Survivor, you got to have a good time. Got to check all the boxes. Yeah. Including getting uh, voted out. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a big one. Yeah. Um, the thing that stuck out to me about all of that is that, like, it's one of my least favorite roles that's played in Survivor is the role of pointing out very obviously when someone else is doing something minor, like, to get attention away from yourself, but like you're so obvious about how you're doing it that like that's bad gameplay. And that's Chanel this episode. Okay. See, I thought you were going to say hi, since he's the one who, who started it with this and I would have disagreed there. Oh, Oh, that's sorry. I, maybe it eventually, well, I may have just projected that on her because, uh, she was the one that didn't like him the most it seemed like but yeah whoever whoever did that originally that is that is one of my new least favorite roles so yeah it started with with high and lydia were i think it was high yeah we're, we're sitting on the on the beach on the shore and high pointed out to lydia and then he oh, pointed yeah. it out to yep. to the, the other two i i i agree with you but in this case I think it's kind of a valid point if they think he could be valuable in challenges, but he's still just actively choosing to sit out, even if he's capable of doing it. it, I mean, they've lost a couple and I don't know that. I mean, he literally dislocated his shoulder by falling down while running. So much as we love, love the guy. I don't know that his physical prowess is, was exactly one of his winning attributes, but to be fair, I broke my collarbone. Well, falling down running in elementary school and i'm one of the most well-conditioned athletes that i've ever seen this is known this is known so that's a very fair point middle school is definitely comparable to to fully grown adults i forgot forgot about that if you haven't seen me bowl i mean you're missing out this is true i can attest to that 100 (laughs) percent. but i i still think it's kind of like the mindset behind it that someone's trying to game the tribe I mean, and maybe this wasn't his intention, but that's definitely how it can be perceived. And as we say over and over, perception is the truth in Survivor. So in this particular instance, I don't hate High mentioning it, especially if he's trying to get Daniel out the next vote, that every little piece of ammo 
use they, they can use against him is beneficial. But I do agree in in broad strokes with with what you're saying there that it's if it's just doing it to do it, it doesn't really seem it's not something that I really enjoy. But I think there was actually some valid purpose behind this one. I think maybe a little, um, like if he's yeah if he's doing fun stuff for himself but won't help the tribe that's a that's a valid point but it's like no like i need to make sure that everyone here knows that i had that thought and like then we can and and i i mean i think yeah it's something interesting to point out but ultimately he was saying it to put some heat on daniel for whenever that came up next which i think is a valid gameplay especially if but it's just obvious Maybe not though. Like I think that's that's kind of the thing. Like, is everyone going to realize? Kind of make that connection. I, I'm assuming they will, but maybe not Roxroy. Maybe. <laughs> very true. Very true. All right, moving on to Taku here. Maybe seeing the first signs of some cracks, or they're just yes. that close. Where, so like last week, there were some arguments over Jonathan saying how tight they were. And looking back on it, that was kind of you know some champagne problems, if if you will, that they just needed some sort of controversy or conflict to to show us. And this week, though, it seems like it's taken a little bit more of a step forward. They get some rain, and the four of them are stuck in the shelter. And Marianne and and Lindsay, my girl Lindsay, just won't shut up talking about whatever for ever, basically. And Jonathan is like. They won't be quiet for five seconds just to sit in silence. And I don't know if Marianne's ever been silent for three seconds in her life. So I don't really expect. I'm not surprised at, at this from her. But when you're stuck in the shelter together, I am not surprised at all that that she's that her Marianne is especially is, is grading on Jonathan here. Uh, yes. So. Uh, this is the first episode all season that I have watched with Ashley and her takeaway from this episode is that Marianne needs to go as soon as possible. It's, it's becoming a little much for me. I, I will agree. I still like her. She's got her moments, but every moment is at, it's turned up to like 15 every single time that, yeah. I mean, she's, a super nice person. She seems super genuine, like nothing against her in that regard, but just watch as a, as a character that I'm watching on TV, not what I want to see week in week out. Well, yeah. And that's like most of, if I'm critical about like players or if I'm like kind of insulting or like making jokes, most of that is about like how they're presented on screen. So yeah, I'm, I don't know any of these people in real life. Like, I don't want to make vast statements about like what kind of person they are because we only get what the producers want us to see. So I'll put, I'll put that out there. Um, if it ever seems like I'm super harsh on someone. And if I think that they're a bad person, I'll also say that. But uh, yeah, in this case, this is like, the for example the he gets up and he needs to get his canteen and they still have to like make a game out of him getting the canteen the hot and cold thing yeah it's just 
yeah, that's uh, I feel for the guy. I do. Yeah, because yeah, that 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 was nuts, and it was just like a snippet. But I get the impression, especially with everything we've seen from Marianne, that 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 wasn't just one isolated, you know, few few moments there that we saw. That that was probably exactly what's been happening. And when you can't go out and fish if it's raining, you can't you know go to the water well or just take a walk or whatever. That that's all you that's all you can do is listen to them talk when you. That's one of the most annoying things in life is when you just want a little bit of silence and there are people who just won't shut up and you can't get away from them. It just becomes more annoying because all you're then focusing on is how much they won't stop talking. Yep. And, and when you said, is this the sign of some cracks or maybe not? Well, I think he's Jonathan is definitely feeling it. And I I think there, I think these are real. Yep. It'll be, Interesting to see what they do with the next vote um, because when we get to next week, numbers are even. So that'll be very interesting to see how, how the tribes go from there. But we'll, we'll save some of that for, for the end here. Um, then we get almost a disaster where Jonathan is chopping some, some wood with the machete and Marianne just walks through where he's going, where he's chopping, and he almost hits her foot with with the machete and she gets pissed at him but then he gets pissed at her because she i don't know this this seemed i can see where she'd be pissed because yes she was very close to having like her toe chopped off maybe yeah that would have been a bummer yeah a little bit a little bit but did you see it as where she walked into where he was chopping or was he being careless i i would put 60 percent of it on him probably like okay you know she's close. You have a weapon in your hand. Maybe just make sure that nothing's going to happen. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And and as she did say, he was chopping wood in, in her workspace, whatever that means. <laughs> uh, yes, her workspace is the island. I really wanted more explanation to that because... It looked just like a pile of sticks and wood. <laughs> Her workspace. Like this is yeah. all my workspace. It's like I don't know what that means, but good, good to know that you have a workspace on, on one of these, my on the beach there. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes. And this is about like cleanliness around camp and like people kind of claiming like areas around their camp for themselves. Is uh, this is on Panama, and they get back from a tribal council. And someone like leaves their torch on the beach and Sari is retelling the story of what happened. And she's like, yeah, Terry calls us out and he's like, who dropped their torch in the middle of the, and she goes in the middle of what we have like 50 miles of beach. (laughs) I thought you were going to talk about Bruce and his Zen garden and, um, who, and Courtney and Courtney. Yep. No, No, that was uh, man. That, that was a, phenomenal season looking that, back that on. one actually makes a little more sense yeah um but no this is like terry is like the beach monitor where it's like even <laughs> just uh, they have vast sand just everywhere and he's gotta <laughs> he's gotta call someone out for leaving their torch on the beach it's oh, his workspace man. probably but yeah I, I have no idea uh 
what she could have meant by that. And I doubt it will come up again, which is unfortunate. Well, we'll see. You never, you never know. I mean, with all the talking she does, she might be able to slip something in there about uh, her, her workspace and whatever project she's got going on there. Uh, so we get to the immunity challenge and Marianne, once again, her, her jaw, her mouth is just agape when they see that Swathi is gone. No one else reacts because they have no reason to react because they have no idea what's happening aside from the little bit of Shipu Island. And she's just quote unquote shocked with anybody else. I would say this is just a play to get airtime or get Jeff to talk to you. I think she is truly shocked. I think she would have done that for anybody. Uh-huh. I think that's just who she is. And it's just like, what is happening? Th- that can't be real. But I think it with her, it is. Yeah. Um, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt and say, like, maybe it's just the reaction to seeing the tribe with one less person. It's like, man, that is like they have someone uh, got voted out on Survivor. I can't believe it. Yeah, that's true. That's I can't even I can't even make that sound good in my own head. (laughs) Uh, But it's it would if maybe this was her intention, but it get it gets Jeff talking to her and she once again drops her bunny phrase. And then Mm -hmm. Drea still incorrectly. Still incorrectly. Drea then says her phrase also incorrectly. Yes. Yes. Um, also, I I mostly loved what she did with her phrase, just in terms of how she did it. But she said she they had a potato. And if your mind's working right, anyone else, your first thought should be, where did they get a potato <laughs> from? <laughs> well, the potato trees. Yeah. Oh, of course. How can I forget about the potato trees? They're abundant. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a good point. That that should like trigger something in, in people's heads that like she's either just making something up or there's something to it. And then <laughs> I, you know why I think nobody had that thought? It's because almost everyone on the island knew what she was doing. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> let me say it again. Oh, yeah. I'm trying because, yep, that's that's right. I think maybe everyone on the island, which kind of defeats the purpose of the whole thing. But hey, it's a funny phrase. We can put it in a clip. I hadn't considered that, but that's a thousand percent true. <laughs> I think everyone. Yeah, I think everybody knows. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's a sign of a good advantage. <laughs> when everyone knows, when everyone knows about it through no fault of your own. Uh huh. Several people know about it through her fault, but not everybody knows. Uh, yeah. Um. Well, and it gets problem better. Problem solved there. Yeah. And it, it gets better because then Mike he decides to change up and say his phrase, but in like the worst way possible. Also, maybe the most incorrectly. <laughs> he just says. I have something to say. Soccer is such a beautiful game. It makes me cry. Whatever the phrase is just. And then he goes into the setup, but he just, it was, I don't know if he just had no plan, just decided on the spot or if he's just completely butchered it. But that was one of the moments of the season so far. Yeah. I, I, here's my theory. I think that he it so deeply is ingrained in him that soccer sucks that he had to make up a story about someone else saying 
that <laughs> soccer was such a beautiful game because he just couldn't bring himself to do it. Except he um, started off by saying it. He just he just says, I have something to say. Soccer is such a beautiful game. He just went right into it. Yeah, but then he kind of like but rolled then, it back. Then, then, he, then he backtracked and, and yeah. went with it. I mean, all in all, it was a complete fumble. It I mean, was. I, th- I think it's between him and Brad for for worst um worst saying of the phrase. Well, I I think it's exactly how you said it too where he he even said it was a game time decision like he kind of made up his mind right on the spot and I just think he didn't know where he was going with it, but how how he got there with it is <laughs> uh, still a mystery. Yes. Um I'm I'm going to try to pull up that that part of the episode here. Um, so we can try to listen to it again because that was just incredible stuff. Let's see here. Let's see. Share this screen. How do I do that again? I should know how to do that. But I think it's I think it's interesting that they don't say them the correctly, and they just assume that. I don't know. I would love it if next week we get to the merge and they just still don't have their votes because they weren't said correctly. That would be a dream come true. I would love it if. Yeah, I don't know how much of a stickler they're going to be on that, but that would be absolutely incredible. Okay, can you hear it would be a dream come true, but only if they didn't tell them why they didn't get them. They just said, oh, that, yep, that would be good. They just said, nope, you didn't, like, the rules, the requirement, requirements weren't met, something like that. Uh-huh. Right. How is everybody doing 11 you hear days this? in? Yep. Hungry. Hungry. <laughs> Agreed. So hungry. hungry. Very hungry. Okay. okay, so here's Drea. You start going crazy. Like, even when you get food, like, we got a potato, and I was staring at it for, like, a very, very long time. <laughs> and then we were peeling it, and I was just all, like, this potato has skin. <laughs> we have skin. Are we just all potatoes? <laughs> oh my God. Super We're wrong. Tripping. So it's changing your relationship with food. I've always <laughs> loved food, man, but like now I think I gotta marry it. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back to love. <laughs> the theme for Marianne. Here comes Mike. Jeff, I gotta say something. There is such grace in a game of soccer that it makes me cry. Now you wonder why I'm saying that. Yeah. See, I used to coach youth football, and soccer, soccer season and football season were at the same time. Finally, yes! I've been waiting so long to just hear something back. One day, one of my players jumps up and says, but coach, there is such grace in soccer that it makes me cry. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, I mean, that's absolutely just incredible. Incredible beyond words. Now, honestly, best, best case, like we said, is that they don't get their idols, that they are super strict with it, and they don't tell them specifically why. Although, actually, if it is a merge, it's a moot point. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Wait, so they just all activate at the merge? They activate at the merge and they get their votes back if there is nothing. That's a change from last season. Last season, the idols, I think, were dead. They got their vote back, but the idols didn't. They just were nothing at that point. I think they changed it this this season. 
Um, but I wish I hadn't realized that. Actually, I'm glad I realized that, so I'm not disappointed next week because they have the LLs either way. But I think they do need to be super strict with that or stricter. They've got to have some sort of leeway in there, I think. But those weren't like even close to being right. Uh, no. No, three out of ten at best. Correct. Correct. All right. Um, and to the, onto the challenge. Taku's dominance ends, although they still get second place. Even after Omer completely struggles on the rope. And I'm glad Jeff gave him some shit for this. He was like something along the lines of like, you can't believe how long it's taken Omer on the ropes right now. And yeah. Omer's just like, ah, shit. Sorry, guys. Just like a pun. That's, <laughs> that's got to be such a tough situation when you, you know you're doing bad. Everyone knows you're doing bad. And then pro just calls you out in front of everybody like that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You usually try to avoid that. Yes. Which you, is, well, I mean, is that what Daniel's doing? Just trying to avoid being in that position? Yeah. Could be because he sits out again. Yeah, or maybe that should be one of his survivor bucket list items. So get made fun of by Jeff. <laughs> if you really want to check all the boxes. Hmm. But they're playing. Um, so Taku or I'm sorry, Ika. Ika wins, wins the large tarp and immunity. Taku wins the smaller tarp and immunity. And Marianne, maybe to Jonathan Chagrin, is in the game for at least one more day. Uh, so for Shipreel Island, uh, Lydia, Ika sends Lydia, and then they choose Roxroy to go with her. Pretty much nothing happens at this one. Yeah. Basically a waste of time. I, I know. I was sitting here and uh, I was like, wow. So when they both selected the keep your vote option, I just thought to myself, so that was nothing. Like, Nothing changes after that. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So that was, and we've been pretty, pretty complimentary of how this season has gone and how they're selecting to use their time instead of some of the stuff they did on 41, but this was maybe, maybe something that could have got cut out. Yeah. The only thing that could have made it good is if Chanel maybe didn't believe Lydia when she came back, because because when Lydia said she protected her vote, they cut to Chanel, like right away on the camera shot, and just nothing. Like that that could have been maybe the one interesting part, but at least from what we saw, that that didn't come into play whatsoever. But and this- well, also too, it would have been interesting if they at least talked about like aligning in the future or gave some insight into what's going on at their tribes. But instead, they even both said. Yeah, we were uh, playing our cards pretty close to the vest or something like that. So you even know that they didn't tell each other anything. Yep. And then I'm really glad that they had Roxroy explaining how the risk protects decision works. Because I don't know about you, but I, I, I just don't have it down yet. So I, yeah. I, really, I really needed that this time again. Yeah. Now, is that something that they'll... I, I'm going to need a little more help. Do you think they'll be doing that for the rest of the season or no? I don't know. Did they last season? I honestly don't remember. Hmm. Well, I didn't get it then, so I'm, it probably doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's pretty complicated. And a full season and five episodes, we still don't get it. They'll, they better keep explaining that if they, yeah. if they keep using it. 
another really good use of time on that you know 30 seconds only 30 and seconds really but, good use of time by us but it has sarcastically up. making fun of it survivor deserves the sarcasm when they mess up yeah Stand that's by. what Sar- we're here for sarcasm is always in play and that wasn't sarcasm um but yeah they both protect and it, i think it's kind of funny that lydia from from vati had that same situation as Chanel did, where she realized how important her vote was and says, if I lose this vote, I could be screwed, screwed myself or my group. I'm going to keep it. And then right before two were travels before Chanel made this exact scenario in the wrong and made the wrong decision. Yes, everyone was counting on Chanel. Then she blew it and was counting on Lydia here. She came through. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, with the Shipwheel Island, I mean, and then when we had to get to the revote, we only had a, a little bit of time for the actual like pre-tribal, not even scrambling, as they were insistent to not call it scrambling, the pre-tribal civil discussions, if you will. Daniel and Chanel both asked for the chance to speak to everybody individually. And I mean, sure, but what do you think is going to happen? Exactly what does happen? Mike assures Chanel that Daniel's gone. Hi assures Daniel Chanel's gone. Mike and Hi talk to each other to decide which one of them to vote out. Yep. About as chalky as a tribal can be. Yeah. Even even after Lydia comes back, they just basically reiterate the same thing. And and maybe it was that simple and straightforward, but just from a TV standpoint, this part was just a big nothing. It didn't seem that simple for Chanel. I I I like what Chanel did. I I'm gonna need that explained to me because I just jumped into this like right after I saw that, and uh, I I had a thought, but it ended up not making any sense. So yeah. okay, so we get to get to the vote. A lot of talk about trust, and sure, it's Survivor. Trust is trust. Um, we get to a two-two-one split. So Chanel and Daniel on the twos, and one vote for Mike. Daniel's voted out on the revote. Fine. So the the one vote for Mike we learned came from Chanel, and the th- really the only thing I can think of, which I've seen other people talk about as well, I haven't seen any alternative, is that she was guarding against a very specific scenario of Daniel playing his shot in the dark successfully. And everybody else voting for him. Because in that in that scenario, if everyone votes for Daniel, including Chanel, on the revote, she knows she's gonna get voted out unanimously. But if everyone votes for Daniel except for Chanel and his shot in the dark is played successfully, then her vote is the only one that counts. Okay, see, and that's why she's my winner pick. <laughs> Although it was interesting that she played it on Mike, considering she knew he had an idol. And if he felt anything fishy, could have played it for himself. Now, I feel like maybe that's why she voted for him. To get him out with the idol. Yeah. Now, I feel like it was probably a pretty low chance that he would play his idol at that tribal. Um, my other thought there is that she probably felt good that he wouldn't play it and would rather have him pissed off at her potentially than high or Lydia. Yeah. And I mean, she probably knows high and Lydia aren't going to vote for each other. 
So yeah, I I'm I don't know. I like it more now that that you just explained it to me. Um, I was gonna follow up with something, but uh, hopefully it, it comes back. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a risk for sure because then you get the result of what just happened of Mike saying I kept my promise. And someone <laughs> voted for me. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, where if if someone tried to pull that on me and I just got like a random vote that I wasn't expecting. My first thought would be, oh, someone's not loyal. Like my my first thought would be like, okay, what just happened? Like someone just tried to do something. The random votes are are interesting. On on the season of Australian Survivor that, that just finished, there was a stretch where the same person cop just like one random vote for like three or four tribals in a row. And there's some convoluted explanation of maybe there was a double idol or protecting against this or that, but it was just like such a low percentage chance of that vote being needed. And that person just kept getting one vote, one vote, one vote. It was, it was hysterical. It was, it was incredible, incredible running joke. That wasn't supposed to be a joke. Well, the one time it pays off, that's why you do it. Yes. But yeah, so I, I like that she took, that she took the risk. Um, because I, you know, she definitely knew she was in the bottom two, and it was either her or Daniel. And if she's not going to play her shot in the dark, this is kind of her own shot in the dark, if you will. Yeah, no, I'm I'm on board. So that's that's the episode, and that's the the pre merge or pre, as Probst is going to say, not exactly merge, which leads us to believe we're getting the hourglass twist next week. Uh, huh. Correct. Correct. Uh, now, at least they're doing it in two two hours, so we're not going to have a cliffhanger. We shouldn't have a cliffhanger over what the decision is going to be. That that's going to end hour one. We're going to open hour two with whoever it is breaking the hourglass, because of course they're going to break the hourglass. The only scenario I could see someone not is depending on the split of who's playing with who and save someone who has an idol is in that Erica position and they decide to not break the glass and they're just going to play their idol at tribal to guarantee their safety. I still think it'd be, That'd the be a terrible. Move. I exactly. I still, <laughs> that would be an awful choice, but if say, say the group that in that position at that time, that's would be going to tribal has a, bunch of people you don't want to work with or even just a few people you don't want to work with and you really want to get one of those people out right away that'd be the only scenario but even still you should you should break it like guaranteed you should break it yeah unless unless they they mix it up where the where the numbers aren't exactly even or or you're not safe or you're safe either way if they change it up somehow make the decision a little more difficult Maybe they won't do it, but if it's an exact replica of last season, they're going to break it, whoever it is. Yeah. Unless you, unless there's a former football player on your season that you don't want to be very upset when uh, the integrity of the game is questioned. That's the other thing, because as we talked about a couple times, Danny did get pissed off at Jeff and like gave it to him a little bit. And maybe that's enough for them to tweak it a little bit. Um, you know, we'll, obviously, we'll see in a week's time if if they change it at all. 
I'm inclined to think they won't for a number of reasons, but you never know. You can hope that they'll, I mean, they've, they've tweaked a few things already this season, the, the sweat versus savvy, um, the beware advantage and how exactly the edals work. Maybe they'll, they'll change this up a little bit as well. We can only hope because this twist sucks as it was used in 41. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. Even if they do change it up a little bit. So the decision is harder. You're still straight up lying to the players if they frame it the same way. And there's got to be some line where you don't cross because you can't, you can't like intentionally deceive the players or something like this. I don't want to get into it like we did last season, but yeah, it sucks. Hopefully they change Mm -hmm. it a lot or there's a, there's a different twist. It's not the hourglass. It's probably going to be terrible anyway, if it's not exactly emerged at the merge, but we'll, we'll have to see not, not holding out a ton of hope for next week's episode with that at play. Um, also, as we mentioned off the top, there's now where there were no advantages. There are now three idols and three extra votes, which can all be used now. And the amulets come together. So yay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good times. Really? The only thing good is that it is an even split. It's four, four, four. I, I really want the knowledge is power to come in now too. Just because. Because everyone knows everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, I, I like the four, four, four though, that, that will definitely uh, mix things up a little bit. I, I wish it was four groups, four tight groups of four. Because then, then like you've got three pretty decently sized groups, given the overall size in the new tribe, having to like make decisions together. But I feel like there's a few people who could easily splinter off. Like Tori obviously is ready to jump. Chanel probably will jump off of um, Vati if she thinks she can make the numbers work. But people also get kind of get kind of scared at that first vote. So mm-hmm. they might stick with what they know on that first one. And then who knows? But it, it could present some interesting initial dynamics, at least, with what, what those numbers shake out with. And if you if you're ready to jump, like it's still interesting to me who and why you decided to go with the people that you do. Um, like who, who are they going to end up working with is also going to be interesting to me. Yeah. Cause like Tori, she's ready to jump, but does she have a group she can jump to? Yeah. Cause there's uh, I mean, there's definitely some strong personalities and uh I mean, if Tori is sick of Roxroy and then she ends up in an alliance with Marianne, I mean, that would be <laughs> that would be incredible. I need I need her to somehow stick with Roxroy and somehow Marianne gets gets mixed in there too. Or even, that e- even just those three on a beach together is going to be incredible. Yeah. Oof. It would. This is going to make me sound like a like a jerk. It'd be. Very disappointing if Tori and Marianne become legitimate friends on the island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not in real life. Not in real life. They can be friends. They can be best friends in real life. Go for it. Please do. But on the island, I need Tori to just hate Marianne. She hates hates Rock Troy. Not even hate. Just gets annoyed with. Yeah. Yep. 
uh, probably the more short-term conflict, the better. Yes. But that give us give us the drama. Give it at least that can make up for some of the bad twists that I fear are coming. Potential advantage get-ins and all that. Give us give us the give us the give us the drama at, at Camp Life, and that's going to make up for quite a bit, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm excited too because I mean Tori, like got so sick of her own tribe and kind of like painted herself into a corner a little bit very early on where it's like, well, now that you introduce more people into this, <laughs> like it's only going to get better. Very true. Very true. All right. So just treating this as a merge and granted, it's not exactly merge, but it, it's basically a merge. I think there are actually quite a few players who are in pretty good position. Uh, yes, for now. Um, right. A lot can change when you be, when three become one, but there's, there's a few, I mean, like high, I feel like high is in a pretty good spot. Jonathan and Lindsay and Omer are in a pretty good, pretty good spot. Um, Drea, obviously with her collection of, of things and Romeo are sitting pretty good. Um, Ika with, uh, with Tori and Roxroy, who knows about them? Um, Vati, little little up up and down, but you know some good, some bad. But I think there's a, a fair amount of players who are probably going to come into merch feeling pretty confident. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like I would not be. There's just so many when you have people who are willing to to flip. I mean, yes, Hi and Lydia are looking pretty good, but I mean, what happens if therefore sticks together or Chanel jumps and uh, Tori jumps and they all end up on the same group. And then before you know it, you have Mike, Lydia and high and it's just three of you. And uh, that's that. But then, I mean, at the same time, those three could then form an alliance with someone else. It's more like, it's more like, who do you think is not in a good position and i i really only think jonathan is not just because of the physical threat he'll yeah i just it's so obvious i mean they're gonna he's always going to be a point of discussion if he doesn't have immunity so the the thing with that is he hasn't really proven himself in kind of like the, the puzzle part of the challenges. And those typically become a lot more prevalent in this part of the game. That is not, because I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing that because every season they, they target the big physical threat, but you could also argue that he's kind of by perception, the only physical threat. So it's it's not like we need to get out these three or four huge physical beasts. It's there's one. If we can work with him, use him as a shield for a few votes, I think that's gotta be his play. And he mentioned that last week, I think it was, where he kind of needs to lean into that shield mindset. Because if, if he tries to downplay his challenge ability, he's gonna be gone. But if he can kind of play up to it and get people to you know fall behind him in that sense that could buy him a little bit of time to, to form some strong relationships. I think he's got a tough road, but I, I think there is some, some room to maneuver there. Yeah. I, 
there's a lot of people who I think can adapt. Yeah, like, I won't be I won't be surprised in the least if this time next week we're talking and Jonathan has been voted out. I, I won't be surprised. But I, I do think if he can navigate some of those social waters with the new with the new group, I do think there's it's it's far from a foregone conclusion that if he's vulnerable, he'll be voted out. How good a position do you think Drea is in right now? Probably not as good of a position as she thinks she's in. I think she's in a pretty bad position right now. You have so much stuff and you have to use it all correctly and you're a target. Yes. She's rich. She's rich. Now, the the thing there is because the extra vote, and we talked about this last season, that people put so much of like a priority on that extra vote. But how much... It doesn't often come into play in the sense where that one extra vote is the deciding factor. All it yeah. does is all it does is make is make you more of a target because of the perceived threat that could be to other people. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe you can probably count on one hand how many times it's actually paid off. I think I think they've worked, but I don't know how many times they've been where where the vote would have changed had they not had the extra vote. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe not ever and, besides yeah. And now when there's three extra votes that everybody knows is out there, I mean, they could end up just just negating each other. Well, there's there's three extra votes and then there's also one extra vote. Oh, cuz then there's these are just Wait, no, there's are there three extra votes? Well, there's three extra votes because of the beware. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, so think, I'm thinking about this wrong. That's the it's not, it's not an extra vote. It's they get their vote back. I they was, get their vote back. So it's but, kind of like an extra vote, but not not an actual extra vote. But the amulets is that that's one extra vote total. That's how that's how I understood it, which I hope to God they try to use that together because it's going to be a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, a lot, lot to keep track of, but Hey, at least that, that makes it a little less bad if there's not three extra votes in play. Uh, yeah. I, I was thinking about that all around, but how many extra votes are there? Dreya's got one. Marianne's got one. Now, how did they, Oh, cause they risked theirs. Yes. Okay. Yep. And it just so happened that they were also the ones with, with the, with the advantage. Okay. Yeah. I think that's where the confusion. Yeah. That's where I confused myself. Okay. So yeah. So there's only two extra votes. And maybe a third with the amulets. Yes. That I, I mean, and I, three I, idols. Cause who's got that? It's, it's Lindsay, Drea. And is it, is it high? <laughs> yeah. The bloody, the bloody high. Man, because I, I really, I mean, obviously, Lindsay, Lindsay's my winner pick, and I'm actually really liking her so far. I think she's been, like, perfectly under the radar. Like, that's exactly kind of where I want a winner pick to be. They haven't been invisible, but they haven't been front and center just yet. So I, I like I like where she's at. I, I've been liking High a lot, too, and I feel like if you have the amulet, you've got to go for each other because you, you want to get the idol. The other two, yeah. who really cares? Yeah, I think High is the kind of guy who might make it to like six and people will start to see 
that he actually is playing a really solid game and has more control than they originally thought. And he, if he doesn't win out his challenges, he'll probably be a, a later boot. All right. Well, it's time to get to our, our Lydia tweet segment here. Mm-hmm. Well, and first she... off, can she got a little segment on the show tonight? Um, Always little, love to see that. Uh, yeah. A little segment on being self-conscious about uh, body image and all that. And uh, we did not hear the word butt or ass one time. And I was a little disappointed. I'm wondering if she cultivated that idea and that part of the personality after the show. I guess. I'm no, I, I'm no less disappointed, though. True. That's that's fair. That's fair. All right. She didn't actually tweet during the episode. So the few that I've got are just random tweets from her, which are still good, but they're just not survivor related. Um, uh, how recent? Um, this one's from two days ago. Okay. Okay. That's good. I don't know how to train my brain not to do this. Just going to give a little pause, let you kind of speculate. But whenever a customer comes in with a British accent, I think of the DreamWorks hit film flushed away. And then I get horny because those rats are hot. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how I would get my brain to do that. Here's not Lydia. And she's trying to get her brain not to do that. Yes. Okay. And then, then her reply to that is, so this is what made y'all turn on me. I'm right. Come to enlightenment. <laughs> she's you got to love the confidence. That's a fair point. Uh, from yesterday, help. I ate a whole paper towel on accident. No further questions. Am I okay? I don't no, know I what to do with that one, but it made me smile. My my thought there is, have you seen that really dumb Uber Eats commercial? Uh-huh. <sighs> yep. That was my thought. Now, because that aired during the episode, but this tweet was from before that, but not that that commercial only airs during Survivor, unfortunately. Actually, it should never air, but anyway, beside, beside the point. Wondering if it's a reference to that. Either way, it's a pretty funny tweet. Then um, flights are already way too expensive. So yeah, I'm going to enjoy this turbulence as if I'm on a roller coaster. Might scream a little. Two for one deal. That's just smart. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, if you're on an airplane <laughs> in turbulence and someone is just like, woo, just screaming on a roller coaster? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I don't know if I would laugh or get pissed off. I'd be a little scared. I think I'd be pissed. And then if I turned around and saw that it was Lydia, I'd be like, oh, yeah, let her do whatever she wants. Yeah. In fact, let me switch seats. <laughs> um, so that's all for, for Lydia Lydia's tweets. Hopefully next week she'll have something during the episode. But we'll take what we can get, won't we? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, any Any last thoughts of this episode or the first third-ish half-ish of the season or what you're looking forward to or not forward to for next week or I think we pretty much nailed it yeah yeah we got everything uh merge is always fun to kind of shape what the remainder of the season looks like but I I think yeah we've covered everything like individual point wise that we need to sounds good sounds good and again a two-hour episode next week um so we may have a little longer episode to cover, but 
depends how how pissed off we are at, at what happened. <laughs> might just might just call it a short one if we're too upset, but we'll see. We're we'll hope Maybe for the best. We'll try a little uh, impromptu therapy sesh. Never hurts. Never hurts anybody. Um, as far as other programming here, Australian Survivor Blood versus Water is done. Chris and I had our finale recap episode out earlier this week. So if you haven't listened to that, be sure to check that out. We had a lot of fun breaking down the end of the season, kind of talked about the whole season as a whole, got into some other fun Survivor tangents. Good episode, we thought. We may be covering the upcoming South African season. Um, premieres in July is the current word on the street. It is a returning player season, so you should be watching if the rumored cast is correct you'll need to watch seasons four through eight but could probably get by with six through eight again rumored cast nothing official has been announced yet um but we may won't maybe won't be able to cover that we're still playing it by ear it look it's looking like probably not but just stay tuned um but for that and any future australian survivor and obviously for the current survivor 42 be sure to subscribe if you haven't already to Talking Llama on your podcast app of choice, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen, you can find us there. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Llama Talk Pod and Instagram at Talking Llama Pod. For Jared Sundance, this is Matt Hambidge, and we'll see you next time for another Scoop of the Christmas.